0: In her short life, Lily Hartman had come back from the dead not once, but twice. Neither time had been particularly pleasant. The first she didn't like to recall, the second she wished every day she could forget. Her first near-death occurred when she was six years old. She'd been in a terrible steam-wagon crash, which had killed Mamma and left her mortally injured. Her second near-death took place last winter, barely three months past her thirteenth birthday. On that cold November day, Lily was shocked by someone she trusted dearly, and it was only thanks to the bravery of her friends, Robert and Malkin, and the enormous strength of the Cogheart, an amazing invention of her papa's, that she'd survived. Though it had brought her back to life, the cockheart made Lily different. She was a hybrid, with a clockwork heart that might tick for ever. A girl with untold secrets, for who could she tell when, outside her family, everyone regarded hybrids and mechanicals as less than human? Not that Lily liked to dwell on such things. This morning her troubles felt truly behind her, She lay with her back on the warming earth, enjoying the fizzing feeling of being alive, and let her mind drift to the promise of the long, hot summer ahead. Malkin, her pet mechanical fox, was curled at her side, one black, beady eye open, watching. Tall stems of corn towered over him. "Oughtn't we to be indoors?" he snapped, gnawing disdainfully at a burr covered leg. "'It's practically breakfast time.' "'You don't eat breakfast, Malkin,' said a second voice. "'Robert, Lily's other best friend in the whole world, "'was picking dandelion clocks a few feet away. "'He stuck one in his buttonhole. "'It looked almost as good as the crown of daisies "'garlanding Lily's flame-red hair. "'Almost, but not quite. "'Malkin spat out a mangy hairball "'with a sound like an engine misfiring.' But I can smell breakfast, he persisted, chiefly Mrs. Rust's Lumpy Porridge. It's the most important meal of the day. You wouldn't want to miss that. They probably would miss it, because they'd risen early and gone out to spot the night mail zepp on its morning flight from London, as they often did. When it passed over Brackenbridge, at half-past seven or thereabouts, Lily knew all was right with the world. Then she and Robert would dash for their bicycles and race pell-mell through the village, over hill and dale, and on to the air station, to collect the mail for papa. This morning, however, the night mail was very late indeed. They had been sitting a good forty-five minutes in the lower field, waiting for the Zepp's arrival. Lily took a sixpence from her pocket and turned it over in her hand. "'Heads we stay, tails we go,' she flipped the coin letting it land in the curve of her dress. Heads, we're staying. You didn't let me see, Malkin groused. It could have gone either way. Well, it just so happened to go my way. It always does, he huffed. Malkin, Robert said, you're so easily wound up. Lily laughed. Yes, anyone would think you were made of clockwork. She settled back on her elbows, getting comfortable. The sky had turned bright red over the roof of the house, and she could see the sun and moon simultaneously. If she glanced over her right shoulder, there was the sun, slowly rising, and if she gazed to her left, there was the moon. With a large slice of its ghostly white face in shadow, it looked like a bent penny dropped in a wishing fountain. Lily held her sixpence up against it, and squinted. "'making a lunar eclipse. "'The man in the moon looks awfully like Victoria today. "'She should be called the woman in the moon, then.' "'Robert snatched the sixpence from Lily "'and performed the same trick. "'The coin queen's got a bigger nose,' he declared thoughtfully. "'Lily chewed a stem of grass. "'But you have to admit they do look alike.' "'How would you know?' "'Malkin was still quite cross. "'He gnawed at his other paw.' You've never met the Queen. Robert handed the coin back, and Lily replaced it in her pinafore, beside her pocket watch and a stone.